And away we go. Sam and Michelle, just a couple of critics. I think it's from people who are even in the business. Movies, TV, and What is happening? No, keep it going. I don't know if that's going to sound like that live. I'm going to make it sound like that live if it doesn't work. Holy shit. That was gloomy sounding. I do not have any idea why that just came in like that did. And I'm wearing stupid shit on my face. (laughs) (laughs) And there's stuff going on technically. I almost want to hit it again just to see what happens. Oh, wait. Let's do a test. Hey, do you remember that movie we watched? It was called 13. Ghost! That sounds the same. I don't know. That sounded a little slow too. Did it? Mention a certain artist that we both love. Weird Al. Yeah, that's dragging it all on. all sounds slow. I wonder if something on this little thing is set up weird. Like the tempo has been lowered and I it's guess. dragging out. Who now I want to know what, <laughs> what it sounds like to have a kitty on your lap. How did you know I needed a kitty in my lap? That sounded kind of normal. Yeah, she just still had a low, scraggly voice anyway. What, We're just testing what's, sounds what's at this, this point. What's this one? Statements or something. Ooh, that's classic. Since Grandpa passed on, I've wired away many a lonely hour rocking and stroking my cats. I think it all sounds slower. I'll have to figure that out after the podcast. Speaking of the podcast. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And uh, we are a review podcast where we're a couple of jagoffs. And we share media with each other. We review it, talk about it, listen to it, and uh, try to be fun for you. Sam, you look ridiculous. Well, I was going to say, everyone, I have become an eternal... Uh, you mean you a t- go- an eternal dill hole? Dill hole. At, your hair is all like folded over, and it's so straight. <laughs> you have such ridiculous, straight enviable hair, hair, hair for a lot of women. Let's take off the this thing. Oh, that's not pretty. <laughs> it's not. What's it's not pretty about it? How Jesusy you look. More just that it's like really. It it looks greasy on top, and you know unkempt. It's very unkempt. Am mm. I going to be upset later when I got to edit this video and all I'm looking at is my greasy hair? I thought you didn't care. I don't care in the moment, but then when I edit things, I tend to look at stuff and I'm like, ooh, that's not aesthetically pleasing. (laughs) Maybe you need a mirror in the background that you can see yourself or like a monitor, but that's not going to be a thing in place for a while. Oh, a monitor? Mm Mm-hmm. To like watch videos on or something? No, or so to, we to can see, see yourself, to see what oh, it looks like. Oh, God, that would be horrifying. That's all I would do is stare at it. And like all the shots would be like this. Yeah. So anyway, I was talking and looking at myself. See, that's where we differ ah. because I would never look at it. I'd just be like, oh, God. I don't know. I remember when we tried to do those uh, review things on YouTube at first. Mm-hmm. And we set up a camera. And we like had a TV monitor. Mm-hmm. We were both looking at that fucking TV the whole time. Yeah. We were. We're vain. Uh, not me. I'm... Right, maybe you're just looking at the freak that you are. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that. I think you're a very pretty lady. Well, you have low standards. I said standards, it on the podcast. And I'm uh, morbidly obese these days, and it doesn't look good on camera. So <laughs> what a good time to start recording when I'm at the worst point I am physically that I've ever been in my entire what if, life. What if you do a transformation, and then in like five years, we do one of those transformation videos that looks better and then i get hugely fat (laughs) and then we go the opposite way like i'm talking 
like can't get out of bed kind of fat. I don't think that it's. Are in... you taking pictures of me? Uh huh. Me. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't remember what you said about you getting fat and you're gonna, me we're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna go the opposite way and you're gonna do a transformation video for the YouTube audience. Because in five years we are gonna be a hit. Let me tell you. Well, I did go through a transformation at one point in my life and lost 95 pounds, but that was before I wanted anyone to see me and I still felt like a fat piece of shit. And uh, I lost that weight and then I doubled my size. Do you blame me? No, I blame how I handled things because I didn't have to let myself go. I don't know if you blame me because it's like all I wants to eat is McDonald's and Skyline. Uh, I mean, there are different factors. I could have been stronger through the whole thing. I just bent to your ways. Well, I'm sorry. I'm drinking a delicious lemon-lime Gatorade, and that's a free advertisement for you guys. That was a really graggly uh, voice that I gave oh you. Oh, my God. I went to the golf course this morning. Speaking of graggly voice. Of course. Of course, of course. And I, uh, I'm i talking to the lady, and it's like the morning kind of, and I haven't really talked to anybody. And I realized afterwards, the whole time I was talking like this. Yeah, well, if I can get a basket of balls and uh, whenever I can go out and play nine, that'll be good. <laughs> like, I wasn't doing it with that accent, but my voice was so fucking graggly. And sometimes you do have a hillbilly sound to you. Hey there, man. My name is Sam. How you doing, man? You get up in that engine and go vroom, vroom, vroom. You go. <laughs> Get that catalytic converter out there, man. That shit ain't helping you out. You're going to get an exhaust manifold and plug it up in that butthole. Did any of that sound right? Most of that was uh, actual uh, car terms. I thought that you knew what you were talking about because you work at a car place. Man, you get that sway bar broken, you can go back and forth sway sway. That's what I call sway bar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, what are we here to talk about, Michelle? I don't even know at this point. I know. What a mess in front of me right now. <laughs> so this episode, of course, it's a music episode. It's usually a music episode. We're both wearing hats. It's the hat episode. <laughs> and I was going to give you an album that was so uh, just going to be so easy, I think. Just groovy and interesting. And then we talked about how I take it a lot easier on you than I feel like you do me. Like I feel like I kind of tiptoe around things sometimes, and I try to give you maybe the easiest version of things, like that really short Mariah Carey live thing early in her career, that MTV Unplugged, and that Justin Timberlake uh, show where it all sounded more live versus just giving you an album, which would have been a lot harder for you. So <clears throat> for some reason, the name Celine Dion came to mind. Boom, right in your brain. No one knows why. No one really knows why. (laughs) And I don't hate Celine Dion. I'm not necessarily a huge Celine Dion fan, but there are songs by her that I enjoy quite a bit. Okay. And... uh, Got some questions about that. I'm not necessarily super familiar with this album, because this is her self-titled album, Celine Dion. Uh, This is... Is that how she pronounces her name? Yeah, she's French-Canadian. I get it, but... All right, I just want to so, make sure I'm saying something down correctly for the rest of this episode. It is her 11th studio album. Crikey! Came out in 92. Whoa! And it is her second U.S. release. All right. And so she had been around for a while, but she did a bunch of albums in French. 
Celine Dion. So she was, uh, I don't know how much you know about Celine, but she was a hit already in the Canadian world. Mm -hmm. So... It took her a while, apparently. Nine albums. So it was nine Before her branching out down south just a little bit. Have you heard any of this stuff? The Mm-mm. I wonder if it's real, like contemporary. Well, real like super whitewash. I think I have actually heard some a long time ago when I may have watched part of like a behind the music or something. Because I watched those about pretty much anybody. I would have watched that if that existed. Yeah, I don't really know. The uh, only ones I really remember are the MC Hammer one and Vanilla Ice. And that's about it. Oh, and the TLC. And the TLC. Because she burns that one dude's house down. Holy shit, yeah. Lisa, burn the house down. (laughs) So it looks like her earliest album may have actually been 1983. Du Soleil, Soleil probably. Uh, No, I'm not going to finish it. Um, Yeah, this is her first French language compilation album. 1983 it was released in France. So a negative two when Celine is putting out content, as we would say right now. Yeah, so let's uh, click on this song. It's called... Oh, listening to one right now? La Dodo La Do. Or La Dodo La Do. Okay. Got some synth action going on. It just sounds like a less produced version of the album we're getting ready to talk about so far. I disagree. She's a child. She's a like a teenager. She has a very clear, clean voice. She's just your very... Um, She's like classically trained, it sounds like. And then put it to... I don't really know anything about Celine that Dion. voice aesthetic. I really don't know anything about her other than she she had been managed by, from maybe like 14 or something like that by this much older man. And then as soon as she became an adult, they became an item. Mm, uh, they so, were grooming her. That's what a lot of people think. Uh, but that was like her love. And she was with him until Renee. Passed away. That was Renee. And he died like a handful of years ago. And then now she has a much younger boyfriend. Ah, the tables have turned. She's getting a dick, baby. She's being laid out. <laughs> she she's, was probably only with Renee. When, uh, when. For all of those years until he died in the whatever 2000s. When they're getting freaky. Oh my God. He, he, she says. Getting freaky? She, she says, Celine Peon me. Celine does not let someone pee on her Or he says that He says Celine pee on me And she's like Okay Okay It's not like some SNL impression Yeah Cause she On a gustire I believe She would hit her chest When she would sing My heart will go on And Ever since then It became a thing Even though she's never done it since And she did not make herself Sound like Tarzan (laughs) She didn't either (laughs) But you're really pushing that for some reason. And the beast. It's <laughs> atrocious. I don't even know where to go. Go with that. I don't know where to go with that. You need to go to the mall and buy some slushies. 
Buy some slushes and look at some boys tushes. <laughs> Eat some pretzels. Slush and tush. Solution touche. I'm too old to drink wine, so I'm drinking slushies and looking at buddies. I like my slushies like I like my butts. Blue raspberry. <laughs> Blue raspberry. Raspberry. No ras like an ass. Asberry. Yeah. Let me get a bite of that asberry. Did you just do the Ronnie Dangerfield? Yeesh. Sure not. Hey, look how cool my undershirt is. It's got a cut in it, so it doesn't bother my neck. <laughs> it's like I'm an actor. On it just stage. looks really worn, like everything you own, because you don't take care of anything <laughs> that you own. You let things fall to pieces. Fuck yeah, bro! And like quickly, and then you wear them out. Yeah, I'm composting on my body. You're a regular velvet revolver. You let your things fall to pieces. <laughs> I wish I knew that reference. I'm You don't know? No. That song? Uh, maybe. Every time I'm falling down, yeah. all alone I fall Okay, I know what you're talking about. Pieces. Every time I'm... And then he died. All right, so... Every time I do cocaine... He had a lot of things in his system. He had a good handful, a good cocktail. I was on the road when that news broke. I remember pulling up to a gas station and seeing that you could get two hot dogs for $3.33. And then reading a headline that Scott Weiland had died. So I could place myself. I don't know where this gas station is, but I can see the sign and I can see the curb. And I remember pulling up to it and being like, hmm, two hot dogs for $3.33. So you were thinking of me. That's really sweet of you. No. I don't know how <laughs> Scott Weiland and hot dogs aren't two things that make you think of me. I thought of you when I saw Scott Weiland die, but I was thinking of me and those fucking two hot dogs for three, three, three. Uh, three, th- for three, three, three. Three, three, three. All right, let's get started in the introduction of this Celine Dion. Celine Dion. There's one, uh, there's whatever that um, uh, accent mark is above the E. In oh, I don't know what those Celine. are called. Uh, asparagus is that what it's called well you don't say Asperger's anymore so we'll call it an Asperger Asperger's isn't what you say anymore because they finally realized it sounded funny and everybody laughs when you hear the word Asperger no I think that just became more of the autism spectrum oh okay instead of calling it whatever names and it all just branching out from one thing which is kind of what I wish they would do with a lot of stuff instead of trying to put you know lock everything down as its own thing and it's like no man it's all combined and like it is though language is fluid everything's fluid bro just like you know what is liquid mark in celine dion's name oh jesus christ (laughs) let's go on let's get this album started all right let's let's listen to this bullshit introduction which i'm actually gonna let it move along into love can move mountains Oh, because that's the intro thingy? Yeah. yeah, I don't understand the purpose of this, but it gets really like, Yes, I'm Celine Dion. I am going to go, and I am going to get it in America. Uh, right off the bat, I was like, Is Kenny G on this shit? Like, it's very soft music. Not my bag. Of course, none of this is going to be enjoyed by you. But I will I say this wait. when we get into it, before we get into it. I wasn't miserable. Well, what was your uh, prejudice, I guess, before you actually listened to this? 
Uh, none really. I kind of just thought it was going to be really bland to the point of like bland to my ears oh, to yeah, the point for sure. of to the point of like it's not going to really do anything. Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's not going to affect me anyway. Well, I think you were worried about it. Like as far as what I think you thought before you actually listened to it, I think that you were like, "God damn it!" I think my initial reaction probably was that, but once I started thinking about it, I was like. It's just gonna. And then we are moving into "Love Can Move Mountains," which is the fourth single out of six singles on this album. This album was produced by I've never been good at saying his name, Walter Offen Offenasiev. I'm not sure. He's actually Russian, and he helped Mariah Carey. Like, he was her co-writer for the first six albums of her career. All right. So he also wrote My Heart Will Go On. This makes a lot of sense to me because I was shocked how much I expected it to be more Canadian for some reason. I didn't expect it to be a pop album at all. Yeah. Uh, And Mariah Carey popped into my mind a few times with the way it felt. Early Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. And now you just said that. Totally clicks. Totally makes sense. And this song was written by Diane Warren. Oh, really? A lot. There are a good handful of songs on here written by Diane Warren. It seems like she huh. was really prepped up on this album to be like, we're going to make this a career for this woman and really push her. So uh, it, it kind of well, has like a gospel soul background, which you don't really think of like when that. you hear Mar- Mariah Carey. God damn it. Celine Dion. No, it has a big gospel sound to it. Like a big choir sound to mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'm going to say a sister act sound to it. It's around the same time. There you go. Uh, I just said it, but I'm trying to figure out what sounding Canadian means to me. Yeah, I don't really understand that either. I guess I expected a lot more of like later Beauty and the Beast sounding songs. A lot more... Just uh, like drony, slow. Drony, yeah, like... Well, you probably can only think think of, like, well, now that you... The Beauty and the Beast song is on here. Yeah. But you know My Heart Will Go On. You yeah. probably don't... You can't yeah, that's, name that's Celine Dion I, stuff. Yeah. And I didn't know Celine Dion did Beauty and the Beast until mm. I listened to this album. I was like, hey, I think I know this song. And then it started getting into it. I was like, oh, this is the fucking Beauty and the Beast song. I had mm-hmm. no idea Celine Dion did that. Yeah. So... With... <laughs> A Who classic voice. Peebo Bryson, That's motherfucker. Peebo, baby. That's Peebo, baby. Uh, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, I could see a lot of uh, 30-year-old moms at this time loving this fucking album. Because it's got like a power sound to it. And the whole mm-hmm. album's got kind of like a I'm a, I'm a strong, I'm a strong woman. woman feel. Even the, like the breakup songs, they're not like "Woe is me." It's more "Woe is you, motherfucker." I don't you think you messed up. I don't think she's ever come across as like a, a "Woe is me" person. And I like that. Yeah, I do like that. I'm telling you, I was not miserable during this. I wasn't. Interesting. I think I even told you once. The first hold on this vocal part. I didn't see. Her. She kind of screams. But she's got some fucking power. And it's a Mariah Carey run, and I'm going to say something bold here. I like her run better than a Mariah Carey run. I think 
I like Celine Dion's voice more than I like Mariah Carey's voice. Her voice is definitely more solid. Mariah's goes into more of that like breathy. That's yeah. like high pitched, and then she'll do the you know the vocal register or the not whistle. the vocal register, the whistle register. Yeah. And uh, Celine just kind of keeps a solid mid-range voice most of the time. I think I like that more. You know I don't like breathy. You know I have trouble with women's singing voices in general. Yeah, and she has a stronger voice, so it kind of makes sense. And speaking voices. But... A powerful voice. I like it. That's why like, I like your singing voice. And I, your voice it doesn't annoy me because you're like, a mid-range, real voice. I've been told I have a monotone voice. And I didn't realize until like really listening to the podcast and lately and stuff, I have a very nasally sound. Yeah, it's like up in my sinuses. I've got a very round voice, and I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you have a round voice. Your voice is like John Candy's body. Hello. I'm John Candy's body. Maybe maybe if I tried to be more crisp, it would sound like this. How are you doing today, Michelle? So I will say about the song Love You will not answer my question. No, because I feel like I should talk about this goddamn thing. I'm not going to tell you how I'm doing. (laughs) It's none of your goddamn business. All right, what were you going to say about that song? <laughs> so I don't think that Celine Dion's version was the first one I actually heard. Okay. E- even though it is, it was written for her. Okay. Uh, not long after that, it was on a TV show, which is how I think I actually may have heard it first. Um, it was on a little show that produced tons and tons of talent in our time. The show called Mickey Mouse Club that was on in the early 90s. Okay. Okay. And uh, this song was performed on that show by a kid. I don't know who he is because he didn't uh, progress into someone that I know. No offense. But we have him singing and Christina Aguilera singing. And then in the background dancing, we have Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, Carrie Russell. Just lots of... Uh, I didn't know Carrie Russell was a part of this crew. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was a little on the older side of the group. Yeah, and then gross. And then also <laughs> JC from NSYNC as well. What? I didn't know JC was on there either. They only... That's how Justin and JC met. They met when they were kids on... And then all of a sudden they're showing up in the same building to be in the NSYNC band? No, people knew each other and were like saying, I know this person. Oh, so they were talking to... So it was the What's his name? Chris and Joey Fatone knew each other because they worked at Disney. Okay. Dancing and singing. And then they had met it, it was I think like Joey had met JC at okay. some point or something. So then he said, you know, it was all just like referring, well, I know this person, well, I know this but person. Is someone originally talking to I can't remember Lou the Perlman? Lou Perlman. Yeah, it was And they're like, Hey, I know this kid who can dance. It was more like Chris Kirkpatrick and Joey Fatone. I believe. Ah, I can see that. Aren't and they Chris the oldest was, of the crew? Chris, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Chris Kirkpatrick was like 47 when he was in that band. He right? was like 27 when they were popular. When everyone, <laughs> he was 27? When everyone else was like 20. Huh. Even, even now Justin finding the out baby. that they were 20 when they're doing that, it's still like, man, the content and for who you're playing for, you guys should be 12. I was just <laughs> uh, throwing out numbers. They actually started... When they were young, I'm not here to defend NSYNC. That's not what this is about. I'm here to play Love Can Move Mountains that was on Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> you it. fucking prick. This is Christina Aguilar doing that part when she's a kid. Right. 
because they would always cover popular songs. And it was like the kids' bop versions. Oh, so that song was popular? I didn't know. Yeah, there was a, that was a single. That? It, was a single. Okay. it was the fourth single. Even as a young kid, you can hear that Christina's got it, man. She definitely sounded like an older kid when she would sing. Oh, she does that thing that's like... And like the share olds herself a little bit olds you mean ages no olds <laughs> <laughs> yes. like an old mobile it's really interesting to remember and remind everyone that you are the son of an english teacher man <laughs> an english teacher man she's a woman yeah, i don't know she's a mom i me. said it wrong she's a mommy she's my mommy <laughs> So uh, I'm so nervous I didn't hit record on a camera. I'm gonna go check this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I hit? You hit. Uh, you know I can't say his name because then it would have to be hit again. But it's a gong, and if you weren't wearing those thermal pants under the those pants that you have on, your entire ass would have just slipped out of your pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luckily, you put it in front of the computer screen. Is there so any people brown? Can see. No, but it's very worn down the middle, so you could see skin through it. You might want to replace those at some point. I, I doubt they're doing much insulation. I, I am going to replace them sometime because winter golf is a bonus. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. Ooh, I'm not into that. That sounds like a bad time. Let's move on to the next song. Show some emotion. Let's drop this down a little bit. I'm assuming this is more what you expected. That's my guess. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And these are the songs I really kind of zone out on. I told you after like my first listen and a half, I just mostly songs just go right in and out. Like, yeah, I could not. You didn't absorb anything. Them. I couldn't remember anything. I couldn't sing you a line except for like the Beauty and the Beast song. Which was probably just Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. <laughs> That's the only part. Um, now, you weren't very familiar with this album either. So so this was not a single. So you're not. This is new to you. It is, but it's still that like Warm 98 radio station that used to exist that would be playing in the office in high school when we would go in there because it was just a bunch of older ladies working in there. So they'd have on, they'd have on music, a music station that would play like Celine Dion and Aaron Neville and <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, you, love, you love Aaron Neville. Nope. <laughs> uh. But it, it sounds just like, because <clears throat> I'm not as big of a fan of this stuff either, because this is just a little too bland. Even though she's talented. Yeah, yeah. And she's hitting notes very strong. This almost has like a, cr a sad Christmas song sound <laughs> to me. Like Santa died? No, like I'm missing my hubby my, for Christmas. My husband's in Iraq? No, he's an ice oh. road trucker. Oh, an ice road trucker? That's <laughs> dangerous. So she's, well, I mean, up there in Canada, I assume that's a thing. So she'd that's be... just normal living, ice road trucking, baby. She'd be missing her man. While he's trying to make a living in the cold. And then... That stuff is scary. And then, and then while she's about to go into bed, like, because her night's over, she thinks, all of a sudden... <gasps> is that the door? And he comes in, he's got a sexy-ass beard. That's she just runs frosted to him, over. And she runs and jumps into his arms, and he goes, 
You know I wouldn't miss Christmas for the world. And she's like, come no. on and give a little bit. Now lay those lips on my pecker. <laughs> I haven't washed it in 17 <laughs> months. That's He's a, been driving for 17 months? a long months? time. It's been a long That's winter. a long ice road haul. Uh... He just kept driving in circles so he didn't have to come home and listen to this whiny bitch. She always sings like this. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this? Is it just bland for you, too? Like, yeah, I said that. End, I know, but like by the end of it, did it ever pick up for you, or does it just stay this way? No, this is a skippable song for sure. Absolutely. What oh, just even left? Too I was much. I say, is it skippable in this case? I don't case? know. Listen to this cool fucking guitar part. Oh, yeah. Shut up. Let him play. I think you need me to do it. That's one of my favorite things in a contemporary... <laughs> contemporary, like, super white music when it's all emotional, but they still get a distorted guitar and they're going to be like... <laughs> I hate to say it, but it, I don't hate to say it. It's like the Dave Chappelle skit that he did, how certain races respond more to certain instruments. Oh, yeah. And white people can't help it. Want to hear that electric guitar? When they guitar. hear that electric guitar, <laughs> they've got to dance. Wow! I actually think about that uh, sketch a lot. When I hear because, music... Is that because you really like John Mayer? Oh, God, no. It has... not what the posters on your wall say. Okay. Because I'm a child? I said it was back in the day. I know that your NSYNC posters were flip around. And John Mayer was on the other side. And you made little speech bubbles next to him that always said, your body is a wonderland. You don't know me at all. <laughs> if you don't know Michelle by now, you won't ever, 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 ever know about a John Mayer posters. <laughs> Yeesh. I don't like, I don't hate John Mayer, but I've never really been a fan, so I don't appreciate you lying about me. I'll take it all back. I take it all back. John Mayer's okay. He can play guitar well. Uh, but his songs are usually not that great. The only songs I really remember are that uh, Your Body is a Wonderland. Wasn't there one where it was kind of groovy? Yeah. I want to run through the halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> yeah, it gets very Bee Gees after a while. It's very interesting. <laughs> Goddamn. John Gibb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn John Gibb. I like how you, you make such proclamations of nothing, and then you expect me to get all excited and play off of it. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect that on that one. <laughs> it's like a goddamn John Gibb, Andy Gibb's brother. Well, we do have another song and another song and another song. And the next song that we're going to be listening to is actually the second single off of this album. I would be curious to know if you've ever heard this before or if you remember, because you said you only think that you knew one song. Yeah. Okay, so then you probably don't. Here's If You Ask Me To, which I found out was a cover. I had no idea until like two hours ago that this was a cover. I detest those sounds that are going on at the beginning of the song. Ding, 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 ding. Used to be that I believed in something. Never ever heard this song in my life. Used to be that I believed in love. I know this song. This I definitely have known this song forever. For most of my life, all of it. This would be musical kryptonite. Because as soon as this would start, it would be like, oh boy, 
uh-huh i understand that <laughs> and that's where we differ because this is something that i have a soft spot for i would never be like yeah fucking celine dion man uh but i i genuinely enjoy a chunk of celine dion's early music even though i know it's not great like this isn't a good song necessarily but it's very timely and i understand that and I almost feel like I have to defend timely songs sometimes because it's so of the time and not even like a decade. It's just like a chunk of time where music was like this. It's literally like a summer. <laughs> and it's... I, I understand it's not pleasant to a lot of ears. It's not tough. It's absolutely woman pandering music. ha <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that like this stuff. But I genuinely do enjoy this. I think that she... I think her voice is very good in this. I was just going to say that I think people who are more about vocal performances have a lot easier times with songs and genres like this. I've never grew up, like, concerned about voices. But like we've said it a million times, that's the last thing to me, is the vocals. It's always the last thing. So, when it the driving thing is something that is the vocals, and I'm sitting here listening to the snare, oh, what's the snare drum tone sound like? Uh, that's the bass line. Oh, it's nothing as well. That's why I'm just like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> but she's a very good singer, and like, I could never do anything like this. I could never sing like this at all. So, yeah. it's very impressive in that world. I probably couldn't even play the instruments that they're playing in this fashion yeah i remember this from like the radio and shit back in the day and i think especially uh you know because for female singers the bridge is like everything they spend the whole song working up to this bridge to where they can just belt it out okay. and go vocally nuts so i think in songs like this you kind of like this is the part to look forward to essentially that's an interesting insight because i don't listen to music like this so i never thought about how like it's all coned to the the belt out bridge usually the yeah. song for uh for certain singers who kind of rely not rely but really lean into being strong singers like her like mariah carey like kelly clarkson just people who are known for having big voices they usually you're just waiting for that good build up where they can just kick ass for the, like the rest of the song or <laughs> and i mean kick ass like throw the runs out and be like... Like, really Whoa. actual belt it out. Look not, what I can do. Not just singing, but belting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting because the music I listen to mostly, it's all intense all the time. Mm -hmm. So the bridges aren't as um, noticeable in difference of, like, intensity. Mm -hmm. So it is very interesting that you bring this up, that, like, softer music has a... almost a, a better... Uh, width to it's more like, like expand emotion because metal is this big all the time, whereas this kind of music can go this small and then it can get this big and then it can go back to this small and then it can get this big. And I think that that's an easy criticism of metal because it is usually just a handful of emotions that are usually centered around anger. Yeah, and go, go, go. <laughs> so hearing different things and yeah, I feel like I cut my teeth on I'm Mariah Carey for sure, but listening to music where it was structured in a way to build up to a bridge and then carry you out. 
basically. Very interesting. I never, ever thought about music like that. I mean, I've seen it in like... You knew it existed. I knew but it you existed, but I never I've sat around and thought about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm just... Well, all the stuff I listen to is... Yeah, it started the second one <laughs> at the top. <laughs> yeah, I need to make this the, the craziest, most badass sounding thing that's out there. And then they still do try to make a bridge something different, but it's like, oh, it's just more... It's just either faster than it was or like a breakdown. That's what ended up happening in metal was... Oh, now we're getting to... Dun, 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 dun. Dun dun dun. Anyway, metal's boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a metalhead, but metal gets boring. <laughs> I'm a metalhead. My metal gets boring. Uh, I was sorry. I was just counting the songs to make sure oh, I God. knew even this is where. Be a four hour long episode. Maybe so to prevent that from happening. Let's move along to the next song. If you could see me now. Yeah. This is a song that would stick in my head. It is. I don't. In a way of what it's about, not what happens in the song but I brought up several times like she's a strong woman and somebody left but like if you if you could see me now <laughs> yeah she does that a lot and and this song is almost kind of cocky in a sense because it's like if you could see me now you would want me yeah because oh, I yeah. am a badass bitch that's what it feels like that's what it should feel like <laughs> do you want do you want to break up in two years you can come back and be like See me now. I don't think I'd come back. <laughs> All right, we just broke up. <laughs> it'd be a really, it'd be a hard thing to get over, and I don't think I could put myself through that again. Do it again? Yeah, because I'd be like, you would just break my heart again. Fuck <laughs> you. This isn't to break your heart. This oh, is a, with a plan to get back together. In two years, though, you're saying to separate for two years. Yeah. So you can go put your dick in whatever you want. No, so I can go make skateboards in the skate parks in the backyard and a golf green in the backyard. So you would trade marriage with me to just do your sporty, sh- your outdoor sports in the backyard. No, you're coming back in two years. I'm just getting you out of the house to get it done. I'm not coming back to this house in two years. Especially when it's just a skate park and a golf green in the back. And disgusting, and there are gnats everywhere again. Yuck. No. All right. Can, can that plant? Unless you, I mean, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll break down specifics. <laughs> Will this be the last episode of Double Critics Podcast? No, we're supposed to record one after this, too. That's true. Okay. Well, you'll, at least you're getting word that we have one more show. <laughs> what do you think about this song? It's not bad. It's just n- not necessarily something I'm into. Because like I said, I'm not really necessarily into songs like this, which is why I always feel like, like she's doing a great job whatever but it's that's why I kind of traded the cleanliness in Celine's voice not like it was a you know a formal decision but I always liked Mariah's more like soulful music and I just liked her style more which is why I went more in that direction so this is music that I wouldn't necessarily be into typically so if I were to listen to this album it would literally just be a handful of songs that I would pick out. And with her, I'm more interested in like a greatest hit sort of compilation. 
because I'm I've never just been like, yeah, let's jam out to a Celine Dion album. I remember with a former friend of mine uh, when we were kids and her mom took us to Walmart and she was just like, you guys, you both can pick out two tapes, cassette tapes, anything you want. That's pretty nice of her. Yeah, it was super nice. And I chose a Celine Dion album, which wasn't this one. So I've actually owned a Celine Dion album, but not this one. It was a little later, mid nineties and Tony Braxton were the two that I chose. So you can tell that like female vocalists is like kind of what I was going for. And then I don't remember what she chose, but it was nothing along the lines of that. It was like, no doubt. And like Alanis or something like that. And I'm like, I want to listen to Tony Braxton and Celine Dion. Because I'm a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit? No, you're... I always just really liked uh, music. And I, I always bet appreciated the mom was singers. more down with what you chose. She's yeah, like, yeah let's listen to that Tony Braxton tape. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it was that one. She would have liked the Celine one more, probably. And the brandy that she was drinking in a coffee mug. I was going to say. The entire time she drove us around anywhere. I was going to say, is this brandy mom? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, overdosed on morphine mom. Ah, morphine moms coming to USA this summer. She was nice. She was just not a good mom. Is USA Network still a network? I don't know. That's where Psych lived. A show I've never seen. <laughs> it is where Psych lived. <laughs> That's where I watched movies all the time on the weekend. Weekend? Not before the weekend. I was going to say the exact same You didn't thing. have movie channels. Oh, no, not, not growing up. Not until that one infamous summer where suddenly we got all of the movie channels for free. And then it stayed like that until my mother got rid of the cable. It was really weird. Oh, really? Yeah, she just never said anything, which was unlike her. I mean, she was the type of lady that tried to give fries back in the McDonald's drive-thru that were given to her that were extra. Mm. And every time, it said, we can't take those. Oh, I just... Oh, I just thought I should give them back. That is not at all what your mom sounds like. Oh, it's exactly how my Anyone who had your mother as a English teacher knows that she was firm and scary. <laughs> firm. I don't know if I like that word being attributed to my mother. She wasn't uh, firm with me. No. <laughs> she let you get by with too much, which is why you are how you are today. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that free spirit was left to be free. And now I'm spoiled still. <laughs> I and I wasn't at all spoiled. So the there the mid ground is interesting. We spoil the animals a little bit. I gave him some red meat earlier because I had some leftover steak. They enjoyed it. I'm I, nice. I should have been like, uh-huh. <clears throat> I was waiting for that. <laughs> but I was just like cutting out. I was happy time. for the I animals to get some steak. steak. I know. Night. I'm happy for the animals to get some steak. Steak it up. We all got steak. Steak it up. I'll steak it. <laughs> I've actually had steak the last two nights for dinner because we went to this kick-ass fucking Japanese restaurant with Damian and oh, yeah. his, what was it called? his fiance Kaori and I don't remember the Japanese restaurant but right I guess it was set up like a Korean barbecue which I'm not kind familiar of with Korean barbecue though I think has more of a flat top grill this is like a Japanese barbecue yeah so it this had a grill in the middle Kaiokaku. of the table and it was uh, very interesting and they brought you stuff you had a time limit 
Uh, he bought our meals, which is outrageous because it was a big bill. Very nice of him. It was the first time I've tried filet mignon. Me as too. Far as you did too, and you grilled it yourself. Mm-hmm. Very tasty. Everything Very was good. tasty, even stuff I never really eat. Mm-hmm. I was like okay with. It was good. Yes, uh, fresh. Highly recommend tasty. if you're in the Cincinnati I'd area. Like to go back, and I want to take Mel. Yeah, he would like it. <laughs> he would. He would love it. And, and uh, we're gonna find a Top Golf too, and we're gonna go drive balls, baby. Uh, there are Top Golfs out there. Oh yeah! And that I think that would be a good time. So that was a good experience. And I've had steak the last two nights for dinner, and then last night I only ate half of my steak. So then I had the second half for lunch today, and I need to figure out how I'm gonna have steak Tomorrow. all the time. <laughs> And then Monday, and then Tuesday. Well, I wasn't starting with tomorrow. I'm starting with tonight. Oh, next meal. It sucks because most steak is not good. Yeah, I know. If you ask me. Like, I would never go and get, like, a steak version of something. It would always be the chicken version for me. Like, at a Mexican oh, restaurant oh, okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can yeah, choose yeah. steak or chicken. Yeah. Always chicken. It's always chicken. So, I just don't trust that most steak is actually going to be good. I think it's just going to be chewy and so i gotta get your select steaks from where you know it's good yeah i want a good solid fucking delicious pricey steak we gotta get a fucking relationship with the local butcher yeah then go get a relationship with him and get us some stuff we'll get some good steaks why are you turning into little nicky (laughs) (laughs) that was a morph cassius i'm drinking peppermint snobs cassius oh and I'm sucking dick for flaming y'all. I'll suck his dick for flaming y'all. I need the tenderest steak that you have. I'll I'm, get my mouth ready. I'm Happy Kilmore. I'm Harry Carey. Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, you want to get to this next song? <laughs> Halfway to heaven. Let's do this. Man. Oh, I was all the way to heaven during that little bit. Oh, this is like crap. The, the percussion tones, though, are there. It's so timely. It's the Marvin Gaye trying to get that uh, racquetball sound. It has definitely has like the the Kenny G lame '90s feel of moms listening, moms just putting BH1 on during the day and going about the day like my mom would do. Sometimes. Oh, BH1 during the day was the worst. Remember, I'd be sick, turn on VH1, and be like, "Man, this shit is horrible." Why aren't they just playing like behind the music all day? Because you need those female singers uh, talking about broken hearts while women are at home eating their bonbons and crying about their man. Taking weight loss pills. Yeah, fatty. <laughs> Coming what was from that? this. What was that terrifying movie where that mom gets addicted to weight loss pills? A Requiem for a Dream. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's how you think about the movie. But you the always think about The refrigerator comes at her. It's scary. <laughs> Most people think more about the... the double dildo? <laughs> well, that... But <laughs> I would think more like the um, fucked up shit with Jared Leto and Marlon Wayans. I don't remember what happens to them at all. Doesn't one of them end up getting their arm cut off? Yeah, from doing too many drugs. And then the other one, what? Jail? Psycho? Psych ward? Yeah, I went to jail. Okay. It's a really fucked up movie, but and it's then, really good. And then the mom's refrigerator eats her, from what <laughs> I remember. Yeah, because she can't eat what's in it, so it just eats her. <laughs> it poops her out. It's like, I need something in me. Get in me, actress. It's like Ellen Burstyn or something. I don't remember her name. And then that 
one guy that I think is the... I'm either going to be correct or I'm going to sound like a guy who thinks all black people look the same. Uh-oh. Uh, is it the guy that says, how'd you get the beans above the frank? I don't know. From There's something about Mary. Is he in that? Is he the guy that calls... Or they, they call up and they're like, oh, here, you hire us Ooh. to do something? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Keith David. His name That is was Keith David? Big Tim. Uh, Tappy Tibbins is a character by Chris, no. Christopher McDonald was, in it as well. Was Keith David in... Yeah, he was the Beans Above the Frank guy. That's... Really? Yeah, his name was Big Tim in the movie. But his name is Keith David in life. I know Keith David. He was in They Live. Okay. Uh, Keith David is the fucking dad from something about Mary? I'm pretty sure. Or he was in just, The Thing? Yeah, or did you just be the racist? Well, he said, yeah, there's something about Mary. Okay. Yeah, Keith David's awesome. He was also an Agent Cody Banks. Well, of course he was. I knew that. Jesus Christ. And Nice Guys, which was a good movie. What was Nice Guys? Oh, that was that shitty fucking Will Ferrell movie, wasn't it? No. So oh. I think that was The Nice Guys. Oh. Nice Guys was the movie with Ryan Gosling and... Uh, I Tugga! I'm Russell Crowe! Russell Crowe? Okay. Yeah. I didn't think that was bad. So, for your impression? What? No, of Russell the, the movie Nice Guys. Ugh, your best impression still so far has been Jason Statham. One for the ages, let me tell you. I'm a, I'm a candy bar, and I'm gonna go kick some ice. It's still fucking right on par. It's not at all. Uh, it's, did you just turn British? It's not Mark, at all. Mogul, Mogulis, Mogulis? He's huh? still alive? Who? Who's Mark Mowgli's? He was uh, Satan in uh, Ace Ventura. Yes, Satan. He was oh. the landlord. Yeah, the guy from fucking... He was in Breaking yeah, Bad and he guy. rang the bell. I didn't know he was still alive. I'm just looking at uh, people associated with Ventura. him. Ventura. Yeah, Christopher McDonald from Happy Gilmore, who, what you had just recently messaged, or mentioned. Yeah, messaged. I messaged Happy Gilmore. He said, no, things are going good. He was also in Requiem for a Dream. Who? Chris McDonald? Who's Christopher that? McDonald. He was the one actually selling the pills on TV. Well, who is he in Happy Gilmore? He is, uh, oh, what's his goddamn Oh, he's name? Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin, yeah. Yeah. He was also in Dirty Work and had his thumb up that dog's ass. <laughs> <laughs> his oh, name's geez. Christopher McDonald? He's My, one of those dudes. Yeah, Christopher McDonald. He's one of those dudes, much like, what was his name, Patrick Renna? That's who we were talking about earlier today? Yeah. I think he's one of those dudes not ashamed to be like, yeah, I'm Shooter McGavin. What's going on? Which I, you shouldn't be. That's paying your fucking bills, man. And you're an icon. Be Shooter McGavin for the rest of your life. Patrick Renna is definitely... Be Smalls for the rest of your life. ...is on... Well, he's not even Smalls. Smalls was the main kid. He would, he would just oh. say, you're killing me, Smalls. Well, be the fat kid from Sandlot for the yeah, rest of your life. Patrick Renna, who was in the Sandlot, I... I probably prefer him as the little brother in uh, Son-in-Law. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. But he was in a handful of those movies. He was in The Big Green. The Big Green. I'm uh, telling you, my favorite role of all time was in The X-Files when he was Ronnie, the pizza delivery boy, who was also a vampire. Good shit. I'm a f I am was always a fan of him as a kid, but he definitely is still doing all of those things on Instagram if you want to look him up and check it out. He's still recreating every single scene from all of his movies, uh, except for the X-Files episode. Not all of his movies, just one movie, <laughs> and it's called The Sandlot. Well, he can't get a goat for the big green recreations, I don't think. Maybe he can. He could if he just went to the fucking countryside. Well, he was in that video running from a dog, so if he can get a dog, he can get a goat. 
Do you like the new way I talk? No, I don't like <laughs> anything about what just happened at all. If Why he could get a dog, he could get a coat. Why does a Patrick run out? What did act I just anymore? say? A coat? Yeah, he said coat instead of goat. <laughs> He's the coatest of all time. Uh, uh, what now? Seems like Patrick Renna. He's a, the people are producing movies and TV shows nowadays that are our age. It seems like Patrick Renna would be getting a. Uh, Resurgence of getting hired because people loved him and growing up. I I think that it's possible that that's what he's working towards by doing all of these things to see, like, see, I'm still marketable, but I'm still still, I'm still into it. He was a good actor. Yeah, I like give him some real stuff and maybe make him not look like a child anymore. Maybe you could pull something off. But he still looks pretty much the same as he did when he was a kid. It's going to be hard to make him not look like that. I think that they should do a... Uh, I think they should reboot the son-in-law and do a son-in-law too. And, ah, and yeah. Patrick Rinna just walks in with a Seduce Me Please t-shirt He's on. He's still living at home. He didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, or because... Yeah, or, or he had to move back home because the economy. Oh, he's like a real right-wing guy. Or he's home because dad died and he's oh, trying to go. take over the farm. That's what it is. He and he, Yeah, dad, he has to come back for the funeral and talk about uh, paperwork uh, because dad never did anything. He didn't do a will. Oh, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking they just wanted to save the farm, the family farm. So Polly Shore. Oh, so like there was bills? And Patrick Reyna get back together. No, because they don't. They just don't want to lose it because dad's not there to take care of it anymore. I keep thinking of it like so a now, 90s Ernest movie where like there's people trying to move in and buy the farm. And now since dad died, it was the only thing left keeping the farm away from this fucking moguls. You love drama and yelling. Yes, I do. Okay, let's. We have a couple more songs we're going to listen to and then take a break. Uh, this next song is the sixth and final single off of the album, but not the sixth, uh, not the final single that we still have to talk about, but it was, uh, definitely the last song released. This is wild to me. Uh, I'll talk about it here in a second. Here's Did You Give Enough Love. Now, for me, I had to look this up because I was like, holy shit, this was a single and I watched the video. She wears a daring, like, fishnet outfit. Oh, and it, that surprised me. Like, Celine Dion was actually like... Well, I'm looking up this fishnet outfit. What's the song called? <laughs> Did You Give Enough Love? It's like it's like kind of one of those beach cover-ups where she has, like, underwear and panties on. And then this uh, almost, like, fishnet, like, dress. But she's being real uh, kind of, like, shy and stuff. And uh, her hair's dark. And uh, this doesn't sound like Celine Dion to me at all. Uh, It doesn't. It sounds like a... It sounds like it was written for like a black woman. And they're like, let's give it to this super white voiced woman. So she's still trying to sing in like this like soulful style. But this is not how she usually sings at all. And I actually looked up her performing this around this time. And she didn't perform it like this. She performed it with like her wah, wah, like voice more of how it actually is. She wasn't so like, God, pick me up. Like this to me sounds like it could have been a Janet Jackson yeah. song. She's definitely doing more of that baby sound. I don't understand it at all. And a lot of people in the comments on the YouTube video for this were just like, this is such an underrated gem and stuff. And I'm just like, really? Oh, I thought you were going to say it's like people are going... Celine almost killed her career with this. 
This isn't Celine. I just, I don't think it sounds like Celine really at all. And it's very odd to me. I don't know enough about Celine to say if it sounds like her or not. Well, I mean, vocally, it doesn't sound anything like any of the other yeah, songs on the album. It sounds much more breathy. It sounds the baby. That baby tone. She's just... She's never sang like this before. You don't know that? She had nine albums before. You have not heard. And many after this that I've also not heard. <laughs> I'm only familiar with one of her albums. Let me look it up because I don't remember what it's called. By the way, I never found out what that little mark in Celine Dion's name is called. The accent mark. Oh, called an accent mark jesus christ i said that earlier but sure i thought it had a real name like an asago so the album that i thought about giving you but instead of this but i didn't came out in 1996 and it has uh some songs on it that you may have actually known but it's one more track so it's kind of long but it has like it's all coming back to me now which sounds like a fucking meatloaf uh Total Eclipse of the Heart type song. Okay. I don't know if you remember that, but it has some uh, some classics on here. Some bangers. I don't know anything about Celine Dion. Uh-huh. I know. So I don't know those songs. I don't know. Maybe I do know some. Maybe I have a playlist of Celine Dion songs. No. This song sucks my balls. I don't so like it. It seems at all. like the bulk of this album so far has not pleased you. I it's just not stuff I would usually listen to cuz it sounds like like this song for example, I would just listen to this song I would listen to the black version of this, not some white chick putting her And I'm not saying that white people suck. I'm not like doing that, but I just feel like this song You're saying does not a... fit her voice or her style at all. It's like she is changing her style and voice to fit into this. And you're saying there's a soul that is trying to be reached that is not being reached because she doesn't have that It's just not that who she flavor. is. She doesn't have that style. Yeah. And so... you're yearning for a certain style that could have made this better. Someone's belting it out in like a real good R&B way. I think or, you might have liked it a little bit more. Maybe, but even if Janet Jackson just did it with her vocal ability, which was kind of similar to this, it would seem more genuine because this seems disingenuous to me. Like, Celine is just trying to do what was popular at the time. I'm also having a little bit of trouble. Uh, Celine Dion. Uh, somebody wrote these songs for her, obviously. Because, Diane like, Warren wrote a lot of these songs, and that Walter... Uh, yeah, and it's funny because it's like she's singing these songs about all... And love, did you get a, I've been with the same guy forever, and he's taking care of me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had to do things. Not not like she hasn't had to do things, but it seems like she's talking about like heartbreak and like, have you seen me now? Mm-hmm. And it's like... You don't know that yet. Like, you I've only been... had one dick. <laughs> and his name is... You don't know Rene. that. Maybe Rene. Oh. They were French. Maybe they had menage a Maybe. <laughs> because all French people have menage a and all German people shit them. on each other's chests. Yes. All right. And Asians shit on a coffee table. Let's listen to one more song before we take a break. This was also not anything as far as being released or a single or a hit. This is a song called If I Were You. Just another one of these goddamn songs. I remember this one. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. If I were you, I'd poop in my hand. If I were you, I'd swallow it all. <laughs> this is uh, 
A snoozer. Jesus Christ. Some of these songs I wish I could pump up the playback speed. Some of these songs I wish you just hit skip. And make it <laughs> easier to listen to. I wish you could hit the pump up the volume. And then like a beat would come in and be like. CNC Music Factory all of a sudden starts playing. Yeah. Or some LaBouche. Yeah, LaBouche. Let's kill LaBouche in the mix. I think the thing that bums me out the most about songs like this, again, they're not necessarily bad. They're just not for me. Um, They're too long. All of these songs are like five minutes long. When you could have done a good like three and a half, probably. But you wouldn't have had the time to put all of your vocal stretching and runs in the end because you got diarrhea. Vocal diarrhea. Your Uh, rear is dire. I would say that this is not a good song. It's a snooze. It's a snooze to the point that I don't really want to listen to it at all. But you can nobody, smell my fart. And nobody listening or involved in this podcast does either. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone is listening no. to this unless someone sees Celine Dion and they're like, I must listen oh, to everything Celine. So I'm insulting them right now? Maybe. But look, look it's Celine's not about... has got some talent, but God damn it, I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, this isn't a good one. (laughs) (coughs) It's weird how you can uh, fake cough and accidentally just scoot the song up two minutes. (laughs) You can't even tell. I couldn't. This song is just, it's lame. It's just the lamer. it's, It's stagnant water in a bowl is what this song is. It's just collecting dust particles. This is filler. I would even say that she probably thinks this is filler as well. I, I don't mean, know. I would there's be gotta fr- be filler on every album that exists. It's not just punk albums and super pop albums. There's filler on everything. This is fucking filler. This also was not a uh song. It looks like he had a hand in all of the hits. For the most part, except for Diane Warren. But stuff like the last song, Did You Give an Applause? And <laughs> If I Were You. Neither one of these are written by people with names that I recognize at all. These ones were written by Celine herself. No, it says Wake. Wake? wake. Jerry Wake? I don't know. It just says Wake. I can look. Jesus. Seriously, you... Jerry Wake? I never said that. No, but that's the only Wake I know that wrote songs. Is it Jerry Wake? I don't know. I need to look it up. I feel like I'm really being pressed right now and pushed. Um, if can... it's fucking Jerry Wake, it's going to blow my goddamn mind. Oh, my God. Let's see what I can do here. Let me look up this. We've got Peebo Bryson's name. That's not what I'm looking for. Rick Wake. Oh. Okay, well, I made that other guy up, so that would have been really crazy. God, you're such an asshole. <laughs> Rick Wake has won four Grammys and two Oscars. During his tenure as staff producer with Sony Music Entertainment, he worked with vocalists such as Celine, Whitney, Taylor Dane, Mariah, Jessica Simpson, Anastasia, Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony, Barry Manilow, and others. Oh, Yanni. He was a Yanni man. Uh, that makes sense that if he's writing shit like that and he worked with Yanni... He wrote some snoozes on this album, that's you for were, sure. You were just r- announcing the playlist when I go to hell. <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, you got a motherfucking problem with Taylor Dane? 
She died recently. I don't even know who that is. Me neither. I don't care. <laughs> did she die recently? I don't think. I don't think so. I think I was thinking of someone else. She did. Tell it to my heart. Sure. What? You don't know that song. I didn't know it by what you just did. No. Okay. Is it like this? Tell it to my heart. <laughs> I swear to goodness, I sometimes think that recording this, you know, on video is the worst idea because I truly can't lunge across this table <laughs> and attack you like I would like to do. I'll have footage for the courts. We're going to take a break. I oh, think that's, that's a good idea to do that. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back after we move some mountains with our love. Fuck you. (laughs) This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by Reinvigorate Your Senses, Broaden Your Horizons, Take the Risk and Conquer. Come for the entertainment and stay for the fun at the all-new Planet Park Plaza Casino. Try out our new snot slot machines where the tokens are boogers. Play Baccarat with our very own 93-year-old piano playing Burt Baccarat. Drink martinis while playing craps in our plexiglass ballroom. Sample one of our juicy steaks with our new fried booger token glaze. Buy your mama hooker. It's a party. Planet Park Plaza Casino. Sophisticate your trash. Planet Park Plaza Casino is open 24 hours, only accepts personal checks, and is located just off Interstate 75. So this is the original, if you ask me to. It's Patty LaBelle. I've never been a Patty LaBelle fan. I never realized how mm. What else has she done? What is she known for? Lady Marmalade. Okay. That's a better song. Is this Fucking nonsense. I want to hear how this bridge goes before I uh, shut this down. Yeah, it's just not my thing. So I guess, uh, and a song called Stir It Up from Beverly Hills Cop. Now I'm curious. Do I know this song? Stir it up. Yeah, get it, girl. She's always had an old voice, it sounds like. It sounds like Eartha Kitt singing to me. Kind of, yeah. I like this song better than the last one. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard it before. So get up and go 
get to business song. Yeah, that's a to-go cop in Beverly Hills, apparently. Let's get down to some business with Patty LaBee. Well, since we're actually back, Our let's... animals moving cameras. <laughs> Did that just happen? I definitely saw a camera move. Whatever. Do, do you need to jump up and check it just yeah. to make sure that it's not off and the whole half of the podcast, second half, isn't root? I think it'll be fine. I'm looking at it. I can see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you able to switch that thing around the other side to see yourself I if could. you wanted to? Oh, you could, but you don't. Yeah. Okay, so we're back listening to Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Sam, would you like to uh, teach people what you learned on the break? Oh, yeah. I finally found out. I was digging deep. I got to tell you, I'm digging deep into In this. In your asshole? In my asshole, and I found the answers to life. Found out that there are names for these accent marks, as you called them. Yeah, of course. Now, the accent mark that we are talking about in question was Salim Dion. It was above the E. It's above the E, and that one is called the acute accent. Now, it's adorable. There are other accent marks, like the grave accent, the tilde accent. There's even the sedilla, which might be sedia, but not around here. It's not. (laughs) <laughs> but they all are under the umbrella term of diacritics. They're all diacritics. Accent marks are called diacritics. So someone wants us to die. I think most people want critics to die. Probably, or they just want us to have diarrhea. I did. You got your fucking wish. Yes. I'm finally, For a while. Finally pooping salad. For a while. I like diarrhea for a solid three weeks. It's disgusting. Like shooting out kind of stuff. I know. I've had to clean the toilet many times. God damn it. <laughs> the camera got moved again. I think you might want I'm to check, check it, it out. Now, because it's been kicked that big old by the kidney dying dog. Yeah. You can see her uh you can see her ribs now. Singularly. That's a rib. That's a rib. That's a rib. I would never eat a McRib. That shit looks fucking disgusting. Do you like a McRib? But you. I like barbecue sauce. Is that the only thing stopping you? Because you would Uh, eat a rib patty, wouldn't you? But you would just put different sauce on it, like spicy garlic. Uh, I was gonna say when I worked at a certain restaurant, yeah, they had those rib patties, and I would. Make two of them. No, I would make the stib. It was a mm-hmm. steak hoagie and the rib. And I would send the rib through the oven first one time. One time with uh, some garlic butter and some Frank's Red Hot sauce mixed together. Put that through the oven. Get that rib out. Put it through again with a steak hoagie this time. And then you put them together and dress it how you like. And you got yourself a stib. Did it ever have cheese or anything? Did you ever put, put anything cheese. on it? I went and put pizza sauce on. No, I didn't put cheese on it. I would cut the bun down too to make it a thinner bun and crisp up that bun in the oven. So it would just be steak, I think rib, it was just and meat. Steak, rib, and pickles. Oh, pickles, no onion. Maybe some onion. Yeah, there was <laughs> onion. I think I cooked it along with the rib the second time in the hot sauce. Yeesh. God damn, I wish I could get a stib now. I guess I could. Go find rib patties and make my stibs. You could make your own stib. I'm going to make a stib. <laughs> it's going to be a hit. Let's get back into the Let Celine Dion. Let me know Dion's. if you want me to send you a stib in the mail, and I will. 
Stib you up, baby. It sounds like a picture of a stubby something. Mine's not stubby. <laughs> nope. It's also not chubby. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to find a rhyming word. I'm not trying to I insult you. I thought stubby you. Was may, would be chubby, but short. Yeah. Stubby. It's a little stub. Yeah, so, I'm not stubby. It's got a little nub. I'm like me. Lean. A little bit long. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get back into the Celine Dion album for the third goddamn time. And... Uh, let's get the song going that we all are a little familiar with. If you are a child in the 90s or had a child in the 90s, uh, this was made popular in a movie. And uh, I think it's time to finally talk about Beauty and the Beast. Here we go. It's finally time. Oh, what a beautiful, simple crescendo right at the beginning. We've got Celine. We've got Peebo Bryson himself. This kicked in the first time I listened to it. And I was just like... Didn't know what it was, but my brain did go. You know this. There's something going on. And then by the time did they you get, have to? Oh, you have just heard the. Chorus. No, by the time they get to where they're about to say the word, I was saying it with them. Yeah. Like, my body just knew it, and I never really was a huge Beauty and the Beast fan. I've obviously seen it probably more than once, but I don't think it's something that I watched much. Because I don't think we owned it at all. It wasn't uh, up our lane, really. We didn't own it, but I used to be babysat mm-hmm. by the neighbor. She had a bunch of Disney fucking movies. Did she just enjoy them herself? I think she got them because she babysat us. Mm. And yeah, she's kind of like... An adult into Disney movies yeah, still? Yeah, I would say so, probably. Peebo Bryson's voice is silky, but if you listen to any of his songs... But he actually put out. I didn't enjoy any of them. They're all lames. Yeah, but he had a fantastic voice. Has I don't know if Peebo Bryson lives. I don't know if Peebo Bryson lives either. But it sounds like a horror movie. Peebo Bryson lives. Uh, I I gotta break some people's hearts here. I do not like Peebo Bryson's voice. He can sing technically, but. His voice is Cheesemo City. It's it has more of a whiter whiteness to it. It's like, it doesn't help. Man, you are hateful. I'm not hateful. I just have preferences, and they're not in this song. Because by the way, this song's no good either. <laughs> I think people like this song because of nostalgia. No way. There's a really way. super good line in this song that's coming up. But uh, the lyrics are fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't think this song is bad. Do the timpani action in there? This is a big, epic, dramatic song. At points, like I would say, this is the most dramatic by far on the album so far. So this is the part of the song where I think the lyrics are nice. I'll say it to you when it's done. Ain't it sweet and strange finding you can change, learning you were wrong. Ah. I think that's a really good line. And a song in general. I'm glad you told me because I did not pick up a single word. I didn't think so. Because the singing was just too powerful. Ain't it sweet and strange finding you can change, learning you were wrong. I think that's... I think it's a really powerful line. 
because you got to be able to look at yourself as being uh, moldable still and not that you know everything and that you're right about everything. A lot of people have that problem. Yeah, but I got to kill this beast. So I'm not changing. She didn't kill the beast. She fucked the beast. I'm Gaston. And turned him into a ma- oh, man. Oh. I'm going to kill this motherfucking beast. Yeah, Gaston does kill the beast because he's jealous. I thought he didn't. Doesn't he die? Wait, am I thinking of... Am I confusing Beauty and the Beast with Edward Scissorhands? Well, I don't know. That's a weird fucking combo. Well, don't they both end up on the roof? They do. But there's actual... I'm pretty sure that the beast does get pushed off. And he turns into a man as he's dying, but I could be uh, wrong. It's Gaston's been a long time a since boy. I've seen it. And he's like, I'm going to rape this bitch. Jesus Christ, Gaston. <laughs> Gaston and Celine Dion. Well, he doesn't think about it as rape. He's like, she wants it. She's just playing hard to get. That's, there were a lot of weird fucking characters in uh, kids' movies that no shit obviously uh, warped minds of children. There were a lot of like rich guys like Gaston who's like, I take, I get what I want, I take what I want, sort of mentality. Yeah, but he was, he was not in a good light. You knew that was not the way to be. You're not rooting for him, but I think that Disney always did a good job, and I don't know if they still do because I'm not. You're not up to date. No, and. Of of bringing things to light that are going on in the world in a very uh, digestible way for a lot of people. Oh, like they they're good at teaching lessons. Yes. Okay. But that aren't so in your face and like make you uncomfortable. Like just a really like somehow they could find ways to uh, just. Just say it right, I guess. Anyone can say it, but they would just say it right. I think they're still trying to do that. I think so, too, but I just, I don't watch the stuff anymore, so I can't say one way or another how I, anything is. But. I think the last Disney movie I saw was like Halloween Town 2. That's not true. What's the last Disney movie what I saw? What the fuck? Uh, Halloween Town is a Disney movie? It was on the Disney Channel, so therefore I can say uh, it's a Disney movie. Uh, you saw uh, Wally was Pixar. What was that Disney Pixar? I don't. Was Toy Story stuff Disney? That was Pixar. Yeah. Isn't is I thought that Pixar was a part of Disney, but it might not be, or it is. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't. We don't know. We don't know. No. Everybody, we never know anything. What is the relationship between Disney and Pixar? What is Pixar? Oh, Pixar Animation Studios, commonly known as Just Pixar. It's an American computer animation studio. It does not... Oh, wait. Okay. It is a subsidiary of Walt Disney Studios. So, yeah, they are owned by Disney. Disney owns everything. Don't they own some, like, porn something? Maybe. company or something maybe since a lot of people hate monopolies even though that's what the entire world is made up of yeah yeah what is it like it's like eight companies like say, total that companies? exist in the entire world because it's all just what yeah it's it's gross disney owns aliens like into space like Sigourney Weaver aliens. Like into outer space? Sigourney like, Weaver? And like, Kitty Jones? Like Xenomorphs and Jones. Yes, the most important character in the entire Alien franchise. The orange cat. Jones. Orange cats are special. They are. And they have that whole chromosome thing that happens yeah. that if it happens in a person, it makes them less desirable. But in <laughs> a cat, it makes them more desirable because they're sweet 
I'm you, I'm not saying anything out of school here. There's a whole like test that you can take to see if your kid has like mental issues and people can choose to terminate the pregnancy then. Yeah, I just think people are going to have an issue with you saying less desirable. Let's be real. If someone's going to go and pick out a kid from the kid's store, they're going to choose the one that's, that's less... That's not true. I'm going to go to the pet store and I want to choose the one without a leg. Because it's not a person. They want the least effective person. I don't want to choose a healthy person. <laughs> oh, shit. Am I going to get in trouble for calling him healthy now, too? <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. I think you just like to be argumentative and then make my brain just not understand what's happening anymore. Oh, I'm just preemptive saying what people are going to say. Are they? Because a lot of the things that are stirred up in your brain aren't ever really an issue. I'm the one who sees the comments and deletes them. (laughs) You're an exhausting person to talk with. Let's listen to the version. She can't do a second episode today. That's not been redone yeah, because of you. <laughs> because I want to put you out the window. <laughs> out the window. I'm not going to throw you through it. I'm going to open it and I'm going to push you out of it. Come so, to my window. <laughs> so, I'm not going to play the version that was recently done because they redid Beauty and the Beast. And John Legend and Ariana Grande did a version of Beauty and the Beast. They re-recorded it. I'm not going to be playing that. Thank you. What I'm going to be giving everyone a little taste of is from the movie itself, Miss Angela Lansbury, Murder, She Wrote, as the teapot singing Beauty and the Beast. Why is she singing it? Because... She did it in the movie? uh Uh-huh. Oh. That's what I just said. But I don't understand that. They're not. Oh, so it's not like Belle and the Beast singing at each other. Time. Oh. True as it can be. No, that was just the hit version to get you to watch the movie. Gotcha. Even friends, then somebody bends this is way better. Are you being for real? Or are you I'm just f- being a contrarian? For real. No. I'm never a contrarian. I'm saying real things. You're always a contrarian. This is way more interesting to listen to than Celine Dion. Yeah. Does she do the whole song alone? I don't know if it's alone, but it looks like it is. It's... Is like a tea kettle come here? She's the... She's the pot. Does a tea cup come in? Cup is chip. Oh, old chip. Which he has a chip in his head, just like, uh, you know, an undesirable (laughs) child. (laughs) Way to bring that back around. That's a fucking good callback, though. (laughs) I couldn't let it go, even though I knew it was going to just, just trample on everything that you were, every point you were trying to make. Let's bring this back around even worse. It's, It's funny if it's funny. If it's funny, if it's funny. Can I finish? Can I finish? Let's get back into this goddamn fucking album. I would say it's the last... You do not like this album. The last half is <laughs> fucking snooze central. Like I said, I like a handful of songs from it, but most of this is snooze central. We're coming back with I Love You Goodbye. You you don't fucking like this album. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, like I said that this is not music I would normally listen to. I know what you said, but it's just funny, like... It's not what it's more than not what you would normally listen to. I think you were exhausted by this album as well. And me. 
it wasn't miserable to actually just put on and listen to because it all does just kind of fade into itself because a lot of these songs are just kind of like meh but like I said I wouldn't put it on I wouldn't jam out to this whole album I hadn't listened to this whole album before just analyzing it a little bit make it a little bit more snooze central when you just keep getting confronted with the same thing over and over again no I think it I doesn't matter how many times I listen to this I would probably not change my mind because it's just not a sound that I've ever sought out is there any I mean yeah there are songs on here that I like but some songs are different songs like this I was gonna ask if there's someone who makes songs like this that you would enjoy more I don't think Mariah Carey makes music like this I think there's tinges of it but does like Whitney Houston make more grand songs like this more often and you would enjoy that more I think Celine is the artist who does the big grand songs which is why she appeals to more like the mom crowd where Mariah also appealed to teenage girls Celine Dion uh, she appealed to certain kinds of teenage girls not ones who maybe were very outgoing and maybe ones who like were in choir and yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah. and Mariah feels like a party Celine feels like a concert like a choir concert mm-hmm. Mariah still seems like oh we can dance and have a good time Celine Dion seems like you sit down <laughs> yeah so very talented I just don't like most of her stuff. I like songs here and there throughout her career. But yeesh. <laughs> I don't I just I don't want to be disrespectful, but I also don't want anyone to think that I like this more than I do. Because yeah. I think that this is Snooze. It's just not my style. I think the music sounds terrible. It all sounds just so, yeah, like, like most of her songs sound like they could be the ending credits in some fucking like romance, like sad romantic movie. Absolutely. Play during the actual credits, like not the first song that plays in the credits, but it's the second song that plays during the credits. And again, she's just saying she's technically being strong and saying... I love you. Peace out, motherfucker. We're not right for each other. <laughs> but the way it's delivered is just... Cheesemo. Cheesemo. I'll say. What is Cheesemo from? Is that an Iserism? Cheesemo? Uh, no, no. It probably came from Mo Cheesemo. But then you just take off the Mo Cheesemo part and... Uh, cheesemo. I want to say this, too. Cheesemonger came up. Uh, during the break, I t- typed Celine Dion into her Google search and... Uh, her health could very well be going down. So by the time this episode comes out, she might have died. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that will be the case. But she ha- and I read this recently, too, and forgot about it. But she has had to cancel her residency because she's been yeah. doing a residency for a long time and making fucking money. Uh, Residencies. That would be fucking sweet, man. I just play at the tough. same spot. I think it'd be tough because you're you're playing like. 250 fucking shows a year and it's just it's the same shit over and over and over again that i feel like it would become monotonous and it might lose its fun that's true but i played the same songs in one shitty metal band for 10 years so i'm fine with repetitiveness let's do this but not like two or three times a weekend 
all the time. I'm still fine with it. Do I get to golf all week during that? And then I only work for two hours a night on these weekends? Probably. Totally down. And But you have to live in Las Vegas, which is a giant desert. They have legal weed there. I'm totally down. <laughs> That's true. Then you're actually not that far from California. So you could uh, do whatever during the week, I guess, as long as you're saving your throat. Totally down. And if I'm making that much money, you also don't have a job and you can do whatever the fuck you want all day, too. I feel if I didn't have some sort of structure... I still have a job. I would become Job of the Hut. <laughs> I would just I would sleep all the time. I would sleep, eat good food. I'd be really stoned all the time, <laughs> and I'd watch things that make me laugh, and things about people dying. <laughs> You do watch a lot of murder and catastrophe. So much, and people getting lost, or... I mean, a lot of times Sucked there into are, a sinkhole. There are things when people, you know, are... Uh, these stories of people surviving these, like, crazy treks. Like, I told you about that one guy who would go on these desert, like, 5Ks, and... Oh, yeah. And he ended up getting off course, and... I mean, nearly died, survived on eating like lizards and things that he found in the desert. But he, it was almost three full months that he had been lost and had gone from like 250 pounds to like 90 something pounds in that time frame and walked 180 miles off of the course. That's crazy. Crazy. So, I mean, I also learn about wild things like that and how once the guy finally got back to uh, his normal self, (laughs) he continued doing the desert 5Ks. He just took a GPS watch with him from now on. (laughs) Well, he also really, the reason why he survived is because in preparing for this, he really was prepping himself on like surviving on little water and he was really like training his body to survive on very little if he hadn't been as good and as smart as he Prepares. was and prepared then he oh, i'd have died day two tell me about <laughs> it we're like the sun i can't catch any of these fucking lizards yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't catch any of these lizards <laughs> you remember when we were in oregon they're fast Fast. fast. There's a T at the end of that word. Hey, fast. <laughs> All right, so let's get through the end of this goddamn album, Little Bit of Love. Let's do it. Oh, cell phone's ringing. This is. This would have been. This would have been like a car phone, I assume. This, uh. This feels like a black and white video with like long arm dressings. And wind. And maybe a strobe light, but yeah, everything's black like and real white. Real slow strobe light. Like, just. Ch- 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 or like a big ceiling fan, like a big industrial yeah. size yeah, ceiling yeah, yeah, fan yeah. where you could see the shadow. Yeah, yeah. And it makes the blade lines on the wall. Jeez. Oh, and then Blade comes out Ooh. and kills everyone. God's making this song so much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what we should do the rest of the uh, episode is just. Talk about Blade? <laughs> And Wesley Snipes in general. Mountain Dew. I don't know what she said, but it sounded like Mountain Dew. Uh, I like this song more than the last one. It's at least got like a... No, I agree. It's got a hip-hop beat almost. She doesn't have many upbeat songs like this on this album. So it does make... It's almost like safe points. It's it's (laughs) almost like you all equate this to this conversation. You're walking in a desert. And a lot of these songs are droning. You're just like, fucking kill me already. And then when you get to one of these songs, 
you found a tree that you can uh, get some shade underneath. I got a lizard. Maybe a succulent on the ground that you can... A succulent? Yeah, the plant. And you can uh, suck any like nutrients and water out of it. Yeah, bitch. Suck that succulent. God, I would... Once again, I would die so fast in the desert. Well, and what I've seen from a lot of those videos, people who do stuff like that, you just get to a point where you don't even think about it anymore. You're just like something that I can eat, and it's you don't even notice the taste or anything because you're so hungry and haven't eaten for so many days and near death that you just... You're just biting into a lizard? Oh, that's ah! li- Yeah, like picking it up and eating it, like bugs... And different things that you find, just being like, oh, I can eat you. <laughs> I, w- I would die because I'd be like, I'm not going to eat that fucking bug. I'd rather die than eat I'm a bug. I'm not going to eat that fucking bug. <laughs> I, would, I would die and I would be kicked off of Fear Factor. Round oh, one. Fuck no, I'm, if I'm just on a TV show, I'm not eating bugs. Fuck off. I wouldn't do any of that ever. That makes it less desirable because you probably had breakfast or you have dinner plans with someone and you're not in that just desperation where you would you just want to survive no and if you have dinner plans with someone later i'm gonna ruin my appetite with a cockroach (laughs) i oh i you don't have mm -hmm. dinner plans later when you're going on fear factor that just does not happen I canceled lunch plans the first time I went to the gyno and she just slipped a finger in my ass without telling me to check, make sure everything was okay in there. <laughs> Fucked your whole day up, didn't it? Yeah, it was just like, and I'm going to slide my finger into your rectum. And I was like, holy shit. And I had plans to meet up with my friend and eat some Taco Bell afterwards. And he ate Taco Bell. I did not. That was Nick oh, P. Did you go hang out with him? Yeah. Oh, but you just sat and couldn't do anything? Uh-huh. I just picked him up and took him to get food and <laughs> was like, like, I don't think I can do this. I can't eat. I had my ass figured a few seconds ago. I've never and Nick had... was like, well, so did I, and I'm going to eat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did it myself while I was watching Rushmore. <laughs> ah, Nick P. <laughs> He's a favorite. Rest in peace. Oh, no. What if he died by then? The time this album comes out. Or I album? hope not. It's an album. I hope not. I hope not, too. That's like two weeks from now. Is that a Buddha homework? Yes, it is. Was that a thing that you got from a fast food restaurant and a kid's meal? No, that was a thing that I got from a toy store that was also a music venue that I played. Interesting. I had a bunch of Simpson stuff there. I got this stuff from there, too. Simpson stuff. Oh, by the way, Tom Jeffries, I got your diehard present on display. Thank you very much. I don't really like that movie, so you know, I've seen it maybe once. But it's a cool present. Thank you. Yeah, it's a funny present. I like it, but I don't care about the movie either. So you don't know what Nakatomi Plaza is? <clears throat> I've seen it when I was a kid. My dad would watch it, but I think I would come in and out of it. I wouldn't really... I bet it's a better movie than I give credit for. I haven't seen it since I was like Probably. 12. Probably. It had Alan Rickman Fuck yeah, it's got it. Alan Rickman in Alan it. Rickman. And it's got I a... have no genitalia. It's got... It's got a... <laughs> God damn it, what's his name? Carl. Uh, from Family Matters. Uh, I'm pretty sure his name is Reginald Vell Johnson. Reginald Vell Johnson. Thank you. Yeah, it's got some good Reginald Vell Johnson action. How in that movie dare too. you forget... The name of Reginald Vell Johnson. Do you, you know, know what house you're in right now? You know, I already know that we're recording an episode later, and you already know what the album is that's next. But we're not doing that. 
We're doing Die Hard. Scrapped. We're not doing that. <laughs> <clears throat> we have a few more songs. Let's keep moving. This was a single which surprises me. Um, it's another fucking snooze. If you ask me, this was the fifth out of the six singles. Here's Water from the Moon. This was another Walter off on high. What is this guy's name? I don't know what you're saying. I'll I'll let you know. It's Walter. Text it to him. It's A Fan A C F C or I'm sorry S I E F F. His real birth name, because he's Russian, is Vladimir Nikitish Afonsiev. It's almost like his. Uh, this guy. Yeah. If Walter Afanasyev. But his actual spelling of his name is easier for me. Ansiev. Afanasyev. Afanasyev. Yeah, I don't like the Americanized spelling of it. Oh, wait, there's a... Okay, I get what you're Now, his, uh, he was born Vladimir. This guy. This uh, Walter. Vladimir. Mr. Vlad. He definitely figured out how to... Make those Make big budget money. songs. He wrote My Heart Will Go On. I mean, he he really pushed Celine Dion into everyone's face. I always feel, and it's unfair, and it's probably not true, but I always feel dudes that write songs like this are writing it solely, solely to, to sell records. Maybe he's just a softy, and this is just how he thinks and feels, and he's just a really emotional guy. Maybe so. That's not how I am, so it doesn't make sense to me so i do want to mention because i saw this before we started recording this album was recorded over five months let's count how many studios were used in recording this album okay do you want to guess i do want to guess let me think about it Uh, i'm gonna say all music was laid down in three studios total and then i'm gonna say five studios 14. What? 14? 15 songs. One is an intro or that like introduction thing. So and each one had a different studio? That's, I don't know if that's how they did it, but that's how uh, that's what it looks like throughout New York, Quebec, and California. 14 separate studios. Bunny Hop Studios, Criterion Studios, Encore Studios, Lighthouse Recorders, Mad Hatter Studios, Man, Music be... Grinder, Oceanway, Plant Recording, Red Zone, they Right must Track. They have all been, had like one thing that they're premium at. So it's like, no, this place is good for strings. So we're recording the strings here. This place is good for percussion. So we're recording the percussion here. That's got to be so much more expensive than yeah, just... a lot more. Because you would get a price if you just did it all at one studio Yeah. versus having to pay like and it's the a, minimum at everywhere. I like, guess they got to bring crazy. their engineer for all that because he knows what the sound is supposed to be. 14 different engineers trying to make one sound? There's no way that's going on. So it's got to be an engineer going around with all of them or, and a producer of course a producer's gonna be there yeah and how many vocal like studios like did she use cause that you was think a hers could note. just be one but sometimes it's like four different vocal studios oh we want this big sound here and we don't get that in this room oh, that's a lot of fucking money to, have to just get a sound so a certain much. sound that you're going for it's unreal 
And it's all technically recorded well. Oh, yeah. It's all mixed well. That's such a dumb line. <laughs> In I my opinion. No, I'm completely on board. From the moon. Huh? What are you talking about, Walter? Walter? Is it Walter that fucking made this thing? Yeah, it's Vlad. Walter Vlad. They're interchangeable, apparently. He's probably tired of going to meetings and being like, Hi, my name's Vlad. And eventually just get, my name's just Walter. We have three more songs. I'm sure that what? this is painful for everyone, so I'm just going to let this, uh, the, this play. Well, the next song is With This Tear, and I cannot are getting brought to tears yourself go into detail about how little of a fan i am of this song Ooh, it's already bad it's just out of place like why is the album still happening there are so many songs that i don't think are strong enough for an album because god damn it they paid 14 fucking studios and they're gonna use every song <laughs> <clears throat> and it's just this shit is so tired by now yeah. and this is another filler song so when you're wanting the album to get over with and this song that night in the restaurant like it's just be the, awful this might be the most filler of the fillers too I it's nothing every time I've heard the song I have cringed <laughs> I and hate it, that ping pong sound too Oh, it's just like a brick or a block. Something like block with a bunch of reverb on it. I like, oh, Marvin Gaye, racquetball sound. I do not like what's going on here. This is a snooze. This is like taking sleeping pills and <laughs> snoozing, I would say, 18 hours of your day away. So how many songs? When you wake up, you feel like this. How many songs total are on this album? 14? 14 and then the introduction is 15 tracks 14 songs not needed doesn't need to happen nope we're gonna save some money the only albums that ever need 14 songs are ones that are two minute long songs and those can be 14 songs like with interludes and things rap albums do stuff like that which I don't think they should have them 14 songs is way too much and 14 songs that involve half of them sound like this she's kind of killing it right now though I will give her that and I bet she had a fun time singing it, but goddammit, I'm not having a fun time listening to this it. This actually sounds more like Mariah than anything I've heard in the whole thing, like vocally. But yeah, I think this song is a huge snooze, which I know I've said that already, and I should try and find more interesting That's what and it is, more though. intelligent All ways right. of saying that. It's a dullard. It's a lame. It's a, it's a screwball. I'd like to take it out back and shoot it in the face. Yeah, give it the old... What was that dog that was famous? The old yeller treatment. We're, uh... What's that? Fucking horse. A horse! Mr. Uh, Ed. Equus? Mr. Ed. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Equus. Shortened to Mr. Ed. Makes no sense. Edquis. Do you ever watch Mr. Ed? Probably not. You didn't have Nick at Night, did you? It was just not really interesting to me, either. I watched those shows like, uh... Green Acres and Mr. Ed and Dobie Gillis. I would watch like TV movies about them, but I didn't necessarily have those channels all yeah. the time. So I was gonna say it sucked. If there was an ABC, yeah, if there was an ABC movie 
made about that, then I would have like probably a seen it. Like movie? Uh, like The Monkees or whatever. Those are also VH1 movies. Sucks because, like, there's a good part of nostalgia with Nick at Night for me when I was younger because they would do these summer blocks where, like, they would have marathons. It's like Monday night was Adam's Family Night. And Tuesday night was, like, Green Acres Night. And then Wednesday was like, I love Lucy night. And then Thursday was Munsters. And it just went like that. God, I so badly wanted to just interrupt you and turn that into a joke, but I didn't. What were you going to say? Let me do it again. Monday was Adam's Monday family. Monday was Adam's family. Tuesday was Kirk's family. Wednesday was Kent's family. <laughs> Thursday is Sam's family. Oh, it's the Corpseside Boys, it sounds like. And uh, I don't care anymore good because i didn't care after the second one. Oh, god damn it i'm just letting this play we have two more songs nothing but my broken heart broken that's not a word it's broken let's get through it this was actually nothing but my broken heart was the third and final single the third and final thing you told me there were six singles yeah because I say the Oh, this is the final the single that we are going to hear. Yeah. Currently. Which surprisingly won the the last song. I don't know how it was on a single. Because I don't know how I knew it so well. So, I don't know. Uh, uh, my opinion continues into this song from the last song. Oh, that's why. I guess the last song is a bonus track, technically. Bonus. So this should have been the end of the album. Well, stop it. <laughs> no, because I know the other song and I don't know. Oh, it was previously released from her first album as the last track. They just included it on this and uh, releases outside of the U.S. that they added the next song, not this one. I don't know the song, even though it was a single. Nothing's broken. I've yeah, I've, I've not known any of these songs as actual singles. So like, I'm way off track on this shit, and I'm so fucking sleepy right now. <laughs> I know you can see it all over your face. You've been <laughs> yawning this whole podcast. That's why instead of drinking Gatorade, you should have got some uh, caffeine like I did. Oh, I'll drink some caffeine and I'll eat some sugar. Well, that's what you shouldn't be doing. The yeah, sugar is not helping you. The sugar is hurting you. No, what's hurting me is this fucking dullard ass song. <laughs> I could have seen that coming from a mile away. What? That joke thing that you were doing. I wasn't doing a joke. Oh. oh. We're on to the next. And on to the next. No, it's just further in the song. We just jumped ahead quite oh. a bit. I can't tell a difference anymore. With Miss Sally and Bale. How is this the same song? I don't know. It would have been interesting if we heard the transition, but I, I gave up on it because the song can suck my asshole. <laughs> the song's not good enough to suck your asshole. Uh, considering the state that my asshole's usually in, anyone can suck my asshole. Get the line going. Uh, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying any piece of trash that wants me to sit on their face uh, and poop on them, I would do that. I'm not down with this. 
I didn't say that anything sexual was happening. I'm just going to poop in some people's faces. For some people, it's going to be sexual. For you, apparently. Yes, it's going to make me jealous. <laughs> All right. So the last song, like I said, I am going to play this because this is a song that I knew. And it wasn't a single from this album, but it was just tacked onto the end of this. You're not familiar with Where Does My Heart Beat Now? No. Which is this song. You don't have to be an asshole. I wasn't. Even though we were talking about assholes, and it was completely on par with what was going on. Hars? Eyes. Hars. It was a cross between heart and eyes. Sometimes I like to figure out what the lyrics are going to be before I hear them. We don't have to listen to this whole song since apparently it wasn't supposed to be on here, but I'm surprised you didn't have never heard this. Because you listen to stuff like this all the time. Why would you be surprised? It's a musical crypt tonight. Where does my heart beat now? I don't know. She gets sunny. (sighs) (laughs) Do you like this song? I don't think it's a bad song. I think she she belts out this song like a motherfucker. I mean, most of the songs she does, like, she could sing on most of these songs. I'm just so fucking out by now. Of course you are, but I wouldn't. I'd pump this song up a little more than the other songs. Pump it up. Pump it up. It's not at the end of the list for me, even though it's at the end of the album. Little double vocals going on. It's not a good song, but it's not a bad song. That's how I feel about it. Everyone else can have your own opinions. And they do. And it doesn't match mine. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Then why are we even doing this? We still need to talk about the breakup when we get done with this podcast. You brought it up. No. Yeah, you did. I didn't. Go back and look. And listen. You brought it up. Stop looking at me like that. Just looking right through... To your future? Post. <laughs> no, I'm looking through the fucking goalpost in your mouth. <laughs> Fuck off. You're the one who wants to break up with me, so now I'm going to start no! insulting you so you do. I bring up a fake bit and you insult my real teeth. Well, those real teeth are laughable. Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking cunt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All the work I do for this, and you insult my fucking teeth. You know your teeth are funny. I get funny. to insult my fucking teeth. No one else can, only me. Exactly. Fuck off. Yeah, that's a good effie that you can make with those babies. Fuck off. <laughs> that's a good. I'm serious. Sound. Fuck off. <laughs> I can tell you're screaming at me. Fuck off. I don't Windows, like where this is going. Windows at all. aren't open. I was making sure. I don't like how offended you were getting. <laughs> you don't like how offended I'm getting when you bring up something in my face. It's not anything that you didn't try to fix and then let go bad. That's true. I did throw my retainer at Wendy's. At, out at Wendy's? And your your mom just didn't want to buy another one? I think she knew that I had already... It was a lost cause. I hated the fucking retainer. It was one of those big plastic ones that fit around your entire teeth, not the classic metal type. So I would talk. Okay. It was on both my top and bottom, and so I'd talk and it'd be like, 
shit's going on, guys. So it was more like like an Invisalign sort of retainer. Just plastic cover everything. That has always grossed me out. Because, well, I mean, you only wore it at night, though, right? You didn't wear that no, all day? No, my retainer was an all-day fucking thing. That's why I got thrown away at Wendy's. Mm. Accidentally. I didn't do it on purpose. We just never got another one. And now they're back. What? The retainer came back to Wendy's? No. My ugly fucking gap. I didn't say anything about it being <laughs> ugly. I never said that it was ugly. My hideous... First thing people see when they meet me, Cap. I think if you go through them, you score a goal. So that's a good positive thing. Fuck off. So people need to be getting in that mouth is what I'm saying, Sam. Stay away. <laughs> I don't want people around me. Not even in your mouth? I just, no. They don't have to, it doesn't have to be sexual. They can just like put fingers in no. your mouth and stuff and be like. That's fucking gross. Like, goal. No. I win. Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm trying to turn this into a positive thing. It's, a it's good thing. never going to be positive. Well, it, maybe you shouldn't have uh, been Throwing such a crybaby about it. No, maybe you should just let it go and not be mad at me. <laughs> You're not off the hook that easy. Well, we're finished with the album. We're Sam never to mad the at part Michelle. of the podcast where it is time to go over some questions. Here we go. Guitar always. Sam has ugly fucking teeth in you know it. It's like you mentioning my big, fat, fucking deformed ass. It's not, it's not mean if it's true. You're not saying, hey, you ugly piece of shit. I'm saying... I would never bring that up. That's the difference. <laughs> but you can. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I'd just be like, yeah, that's my body and I'm a piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's the conversation I want to have. Anyway, let's do a real song. Again? Yeah. Sam has ugly fucking teeth. That's right. And Michelle has a deformed big fat ass. Here's your song, Ska. Go. I have a deformed ass, and it's way too big, and so is my belly. Everything on me is really gross because I let myself go. Everyone hates me oh, on the that. internet. And everyone is like, look, she has two fucking faces. Oh my God, she has two fucking faces. Can you believe it? she has two fucking faces? And look at this guy. He has a pretty smile. Look at this guy. He has a pretty <laughs> smile. <laughs> 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 oh my god that took things out of me sam <laughs> now i'm coughing too uh, I have some questions let's do this i think it's time for a nap at this point <laughs> okay so i'm gonna mow the lawn after this <laughs> why did i choose this it's already been over and discussed uh it was just something that came to mind during that podcast episode what do i think you thought when i gave it to you I already went through it what was your judgment prior to listening to it? You said kind of meh. Yeah. Not I too extreme in either direction. Initial reaction was, ah, Celine Dion. And then once I thought about it, what the foo fucking cares? What the foo fucking cares? And how many times did you listen to this? I listened to this the minimum that we subscribe to. Three. Three. Okay. I was like five and a half. Wow. Good job. Wow. wow. Good uh -huh. job. So, least favorite song that I think that Sam would uh, say, which is going to be tough because I think it's most of the album, if not the whole thing. Least favorite song out of all of this, I think it's going to be Slow. And I think it's going to be 
any song that I probably say. So I'm going to say, <laughs> um, I love you. Goodbye. It's going to have to be the third to last song with this tear. Yes. By now, I am so out. There's other songs that are probably just as equal to this to me, but by this time, it's so late in the album, I'm just so musically exhausted that I just... Really, I... Really, this is the first time I've really heard it. Like, I'm so out of it by the time I listen to the, the three times. I'm like, it's not even going into my ears, so this is like the first time I really even heard it. I think I heard it. Okay. What do you think my least favorite song is? Uh, you pretty much told me, and then I don't remember what it's called. It was the same song. Was it? <laughs> With this tear. I thought I remember you saying... I remember you being more like disgusted with one and I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, every time I heard this song, it just was not a good reaction for me at all. Which other songs may have I wish ugh, other songs have parts that I think are good and bad as well, and she does kind of build it out, which sounds really good at one point in that song, but the song itself is just too drony. I'm over the album. Same sort of situation. Your favorite song. <clears throat> I think you knew one song, so yeah, I'm I gonna. Did know I'm, one. <clears throat> so I. <sighs> God damn it! Um, I'm I'm just gonna give it to Beauty and the Beast, I guess. Incorrect. <laughs> I really fucked my voice up earlier. My throat. Oh man, I don't remember what the song is called because for some reason this album is not in my history, and I'm trying to figure out. Was it the song that would get in your head? No, I don't remember what album this is called. That's how much I was not paying attention. <clears throat> it's Celine Dion. Yeah. It is. I think it's a Show Me Some Emotion. It's like early and it's more going. Oh, no. Maybe nope. it's Love Can Move Mountains then. I would. Uh, yeah. The first actual track on here. Yes. There you go. This album could have been 10,000 times better if they stuck in this band mm-hmm. more. Like, this song is, it, it feels good. It feels mm-hmm. way better. It feels like a chorus. It feels inclusive. Yeah. Her voice sounds the best, I think, on this, where she gets to really belt it out. It sounds like she's actually having fun, where the other ones are just sleep drone city. Yeah. And it's early in the album, so I'm not exhausted yet. If they would have put that at the end, it would have ended so much fucking better. Yeah. They need six more songs that sound like that, and this album would have done... Maybe I mean, it probably did all right, but... Yeah. Just snooze central, but okay. there you go. And all that's right. actually my guess for you is that song. And uh, I would go ahead and put that as being correct. I think Boom. if the whole album sounded like this, it would have been better. This is my favorite song on the album by a lot, because, yeah, I just like the upbeatness. You don't get that a lot in her songs. And... I like this part coming up because she can just fucking wail. Like even when her voice got like raspy and shit because she would push it so hard. Sounds good though. It it never like sounded like it really broke or I don't know. Like she's able to have really good vocal control without ruining her voice, which she's known for being someone who 
like famously doesn't talk to anyone like the day that she's supposed to record uh perform oh really so she stays the throat stays rested mm-hmm. gotcha so she's notoriously silent a lot because she's preserving her voice so i think that she hasn't done damage like a lot of people have that's smart that's what they say like on those uh Melissa Cross DVDs, and if you like watch dudes who do like metal tours, mm-hmm. say the best thing is just shut the fuck up. Like if you kind of rat- hurt your voice the night before, shut the fuck up and wait till like stories of dudes passing notes instead of talking because they know they fucked the throat up and they got to give it rest. Mm-hmm. So makes sense to me, but it also makes sense that she can kind of push it a little bit more oh, yeah, when she needs to because then she's giving the rest. At the other time, so like imagine pushing it and then you're talking all day. Mm-hmm. That's when it's gonna fucking kill you. Push it for maybe an hour, two hours, and then take it easy. Yeah, Should be fine. She pushes it real good for Push sure. Push it real good. So how old was I when I first started listening to this? This album as a whole, it was very recent for this podcast, but I've I feel like I've known most of these songs since like the nineties. So not the ones that I knew. I should would Celine say. Dion be something your mom would actually enjoy? It's something that, um, not specifically. But wouldn't turn off? I would say wouldn't turn off. Okay. It's probably this a similar thing of she's talented, but I'm not going to buy any of her albums sort of thing. Because she never, to my knowledge, owned anything by Celine Dion. And maybe she hated her. I have no idea. <laughs> maybe she said one thing one time <laughs> that rubbed her wrong. I have no idea. My mom hates everyone. <laughs> Surprise! That's where I get it from. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how did I originally feel about this? I think as a whole, the album is a big ball of poop. (laughs) But I think that there's some songs that are strong and uh, are worth her having a career that continued and blew up down the line after this. Oh, it totally makes sense that she has a career. Mm -hmm. She can sing. Oh, absolutely. And I have a feeling she's a fucking professional. Oh like yeah. From what you just told me about the throat thing too, I bet I bet everything is professional. I think she's a very structured uh just kind of by the book do the right thing sort of person. That works. It works. Yeah. And I think she's known as being goofy and like a white girl mom sort of way when she's on stage like she makes really uh, oh, ridiculous yeah. jokes yeah, and doesn't she's like she do like stage banter and stuff <laughs> that's like doesn't match the songs that are going on. Yeah, like she it's like she's a comedian or something but <laughs> it, it's clearly like a white woman who's like I don't Hello, I am Celine Dion, and I am hilarious. <laughs> it's like very ridiculous. R- Rene told me this joke 30 years ago. <laughs> and I never forgot to do the taste of his mouth. Ooh. No, uh, I could the have dead been... taste of his mouth when she made out with him in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend this today. Okay. I don't believe that you would listen to it again. Nope. And so it's time to rate it. I think as an album, 0 to 10, all over the rock and roll cats... Let's be real. It's a two and a half. I okay. You won't mind. I'll I, give it a one and a half. Okay. So as a whole, and that, okay. That's based on personal taste. That's completely not, based on personal taste. Not quality. Not production. If it's based on like talent and such, then it's a fucking ten. I'd give it. Well, yeah, maybe not that much. I think she's really good, but I think that the this is just not the strongest part of her career. I, her. I, I think, think the songs the aren't that great. Engineers yeah, and the mixers. Like, it's solid and stuff, but I just, I can't, from personal taste, can't really give it higher. An eight. Than, than two and a half, because it's oh, such no. a rough, 
It's 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 a rough go. It's not an easy listening album. Yeah, it would have been a zero for me, but I'm giving it a one and a half because of production value and stuff. And I think the reason why I put it on and kind of didn't really have much of a problem getting through it when I would listen to it, even though like it wasn't for me, is because I probably kind of zoned out more than I realized. Not that I wasn't hearing it, but just that I wasn't thinking about it too much. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's that. Exactly. It's that again. So, yeah, just not for me. I heard so much more this round, oddly enough, because we were talking the whole time. But I heard way more this time than I did the entire three times I listened. All right. So, uh, describing this album in one word. I'm going to say a word that I have said so many times, and I'm going to say snooze. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to say exhausting. That's good. It's definitely draining. That's a good one, too. Um, so we're officially done. Sam, you don't have much to surprise me on, but nope. we do have an album coming up next. It's yep. your week, and you should go ahead and take this over. Let's tell the people what to listen to for the upcoming episode. Uh, I chose something that's uh, well, a little interesting, a little out of left field for me, but we are listening to three years, five months, and two days in the life of, by a band that everyone likes to call, Arrested Development. We're we're hanging out with Mr. Wendell, everybody. In ah, Tennessee. Ah, ah. So that's next. It is. That's next. Uh, hopefully you'll listen. Hopefully you keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, check our videos out on yeah. places like the YouTube because Sam's been putting some time into that. We're trying to make them better and better. We, we, YouTube coming at you. We have an Instagram page that we haven't updated in a really long time, so don't follow nope. us there. But if you want to follow us on social media, we're only active on Facebook because really, we're old people. And really just follow us on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's Subscribe. Go. And just listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We got more video ideas coming. Let's do the stupid. <laughs> We'll be back. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. We love you. I love you. I thought we're going to break up. No, it was all a bit. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love you too. Bye. (laughs)